Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. This is a shout out to our Reach Australia Conference sponsors, Compassion. 385 million children live in extreme poverty. Poverty robs children of their basic rights. And in its ugliest form, poverty can lead to exploitation, child labour and even death. That's why Compassion's Child Sponsorship Program exists. Because more powerful than poverty is the hope of Jesus, the care of a local church and the encouragement of you, a loving sponsor. Go to compassion.com.au. Hello, I'm Madeline Galea. And g'day, I'm Scott Sanders. <laughs> Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical tip for gospel-centred ministry every week. Hello, Scott. G'day, Maddie. How was the conference? Oh, you were in Queensland. I was in Queensland and on the Central Coast. I got to go to two places. I had a fantastic time. Uh, it was great to be up at Brisbane. Ross Wilson and the team at Southside Prezi really looked after us. We had fire pits and Ooh. Korean barbecue. Uh, and my, most of all, it was it was actually really good just to gather again and meet with church leaders from across the country. Very nice. Sounds good. We had no fire pits at EB, so I'm a little sad. Well, The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planting Network. Over the past 10 years, we've helped plant 100 churches in Australia and we're aiming for 200 more by 2030. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. Well, we have Liam with us today, Liam Doyle. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure to be here. Is it Pastor Liam Doyle? Oh, sorry. You can call me whatever Lead you like. Lead pastor, <laughs> church planter, founder. Reverend. That's entrepreneur. Nice Liam's fine. Liam. Um, <laughs> well, church, Ed Stetzer says that church planters who meet with a mentor or coach plant larger and more effective churches than those who do not. It's a big statement. Mm. And Liam, you're the church planter at or senior minister at Lake Mac Church and you're married to Lucy. Yep, that's right. 14 years. Uh, we just added it up. Yeah. Well, nearly 14 years. <laughs> Off the air. Yeah, we did yeah, the counting. Yeah, Good yeah, job. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And you have been coached by two people. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. I've had, had a bunch of coaches. But uh, yeah, so I planted with Geneva about mm. eight years ago and Dave Sheath at Lakes EV was my, my coach through Geneva, which is a yeah, pretty, pretty cool experience to get to know him in that way and have that support. Nice. And so you had Dave and then... Oh, Currently, yeah. yeah. No, so I, I also get coached now by Peter Moore, who helps me with actually some of my coaching, amongst other things. And, and I've had some other leadership development coaching as well. Yeah, sort nice. Sort of mixed in there, yeah. So what has been the coaching relationship? What's that looked like? Mm. Yeah, so with, with Dave, uh, I, I planted a church straight out of Bible college. I'd done MTS, but... Uh, we all have a lot to learn, but me, the chief of those. Um, so there, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one of the things I really appreciated about Dave was he always slowed it down um, and really wanted to check how I was doing in marriage, how we were doing with family, mm. um, how I was doing spiritually. Um, but there's just, just so many things I was trying to learn all at once um, that he'd, he'd dig through with me and help me navigate early staffing stuff, how to set stuff up. Yeah, um, yeah there's a whole, whole bunch of stuff. But it always started and usually finished with, you know, yeah, Dave's just a nice guy as well, just <laughs> being very much cared for and checked yeah. in on. Um, how, how am I going? What do I need to work on? Yeah. Uh, and then some, okay, what are we working on in church in between? And now, Liam, you were, like, 
you prepared well. You went to college. You did MTS. It wasn't like you were, you know, wet behind the ears. Too no, much. I didn't just get thrown in the deep uh, end. You got yeah. assessed. You had a plan, but you still found coaching really helpful. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think uh, if I'd been asked pre-college, or even maybe, maybe even when I started coaching, I probably still thought, oh, this is a bit of overkill. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, as you get into planning or ministering or doing anything, really, you mm. realise how much you don't know and then you start to learn that over time. So I, th- I think I'd said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a coach because that was kind of what was expected, yeah. not realising how how I needed it because there's only so much you you can learn before you be, until you're the one who's actually responsible for seeing yeah. that done. Um, and, and that's where, you know, the, you know, the rubber hits the road and you've really got to do it. So. Yeah. How often would you meet and how long would be each session? Mm. So early on um, with Dave, we'd meet um, at least monthly, sometimes twice a month. Um, we were we were local as well, not too far away. There's pros and cons to that. Mm. But um, I'd drive down, we'd walk around the block and often we'd, that would be, uh, we'd have a sandwich and sort of nice. walk, walk, walk for um, an hour. Yeah, okay. Um, sometimes shorter, sometimes a bit longer. Um, mostly the longer ones were when there was a bigger issue that needed dealing with. Yeah. But in general, it did sort of stick to about an hour. Yeah. Now, uh, Liam, what's the one big insight you've gained about yourself from being coached? Crikey. Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Just I, one. I, I, Just I, one. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot to learn, but uh, probably the biggest one and maybe one of the more significant ones is uh, that I struggle to let go of responsibility and therefore empower those I'm leading. Uh, I think I actually thought I was being really helpful and, and mm. supporting people when in fact I was not willing to take my finger out of the pie and it was a bit of micro, a bit, you just have to ask them. It was a lot of <laughs> micromanaging. Um, and, and so that was, a, that was an insight and not, not just as a, a skill I needed to learn, uh, but there was, some, there was some character stuff in there I needed to deal with about uh, how what I think of myself and my skills and how much mm. I trust others uh, and am I willing to trust Jesus and trust others and entrust areas to them. So there, w- there was skills yeah. and there was some practical stuff I had to deal with in that, but there was some some kind of deeper emotional and character stuff that, that I needed a coach to help me work that through. Yeah. And it probably took a while for me to admit it and recognise mm. it and then, then begin to work work through that one so Liam that's quite quite a helpful insight the the gospel coaching framework that we use at Geneva Push and at Reach Australia Mm. uh, one of the tools that Craig and Kathy our directors of coaching sort of push into is is skimmy so you know sort of addressing and understanding the problem or you know is it a skills thing is it a knowledge thing is it a motivation thing Mm. or is there an obstacle in the place but you've you know you've helpfully also a key part of it is actually getting to the hard issues that are underlying what's going on in there yeah. Uh, personally, that, that's 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 not easy to sort of be vulnerable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, deal with. No. Or, or, you know, understand. As a bloke, you know, I've only I always say I've only got one feeling, and that's frustrated. <laughs> um, you depends. have so many. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't want to talk about yeah. it right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, and that's yeah. So ac- across those different things, I reckon the character stuff is the hardest to admit. Mm. Uh, far easier to recognise that I'm missing a skill that just seems like, oh, yep, I've got a toolbox, I need a new tool. Yeah. Sure, I'm willing. Some, some, sometimes that's hard to accept. But to, to say, oh, th- th- this is a character issue. Yeah. And, and especially 
And with a lot of these, I, I, especially with that one, I'm hurting others. Yeah. I'm not empowering others. That, so that's a, uh, it, yeah, it takes a little bit of humbling to recognise mm. that. And, um, and I'm really grateful that, yeah, Dave was gentle in, in the way he raised that. Persistent, but <laughs> gentle that, yeah, it's not a, hey, you suck at this, yeah. go fix it. Um, but, yeah, but gently raising stuff that, yeah, because he, he actually wanted to see me grow as a Christian, as a, as a um, yeah, follower of Jesus, not just in particular skills in leadership, yeah. knowing that that will serve my leadership and serve our church. Yeah, and he's coming into those sessions on your side, wanting mm. the best for you and your team. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the misconceptions about coaching? Yeah, well, there's a couple there. I think I think one of them, and this is the one I probably went into it with, is that it's maybe it's for people who are a bit rubbish or need some help. So it's like the... Oh, you're <laughs> lagging behind. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah, you need you need some coaching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas I can't. Maybe Craig Tucker. One of one of the guys is saying here. You know, no, no. Who gets the most coaching? Well, it's the elite athletes. So yeah, you know, it's, it's you know the the higher you get up in sporting, yeah. the more the more coaching you get, not the less. So I got to say, if someone's saying, "Hey, Liam, you need a coach," I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Yeah, you know, you, you got to sort of embrace it. So I am an elite. You just, yeah. <laughs> you just remind me of, of you kind of eight years ago. You know, getting assessed, and then you know, I just I just have all these memories of this young guy heading out wanting to plant. Yep, it'll be right. We'll have this. We'll plant. be fine. We'll get it all sorted. <laughs> Don't worry about me. So good to see you've matured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. humbled a little bit. So it's amazing, amazing what God does through coaching, amongst other things. But um, yeah. Yeah, so that was that's a big one, I think, to just get get, get over it. Even mm. if I am falling a bit behind, well, great. Wouldn't I want some help in that? Yeah. But also, no, this 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 can, will make anyone better. Yeah. Uh, no matter how good uh, or proficient or spiritually healthy you are, uh, what's Proverbs say? Again and again and again, the wise ones seek knowledge. You know, it's the fools who despise wisdom. Yeah. So I I think I just got to ex- accept that. So that, that'd be one one of the big misconceptions. And the other one, and I think maybe especially for planters, Mm. uh, is that coaching is surrendering control. So I think, uh, rightly or wrongly, some planters are attracted to planting because it's the, oh, I get to run my show. Mm. Um, And and to have a coach would be to have someone else coming in and saying, no, no, you've you've got to do this. Um, So that's a misconception um, because, yeah, the coaching... And that's, I think that's where it's important that coaching is outside your command structure. So if you're in a team and think, oh, I don't need a coach, I've got a team to bounce stuff off, that's very different because you can't be coached by your boss Yeah. because no matter how gentle they are, they're your boss. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, that your coach is outside of your command structure and that helps it to genuinely be that they're investing in you to uh, to grow you as a Christian, as a mm. le- to be the best leader you can be, not to turn you into the kind of leader they are. Um, or, yeah. or change your church to be the way they think it should be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it's not surrender and control. It's it's actually assisting you to grow in, in Christian gospel gospel leadership. Yeah. Now, Liam, you not only get coach, but you're also a coach. Uh, one of the things from the start of the Geneva Push Network that we've been wanting to do is actually to have our planters, you know, grow, plant, plant new churches, but mm. also sow back into the network and... Uh, coach themselves uh, and you know you mentioned Dave Sheath who planted and and mm. is, you know coached in the network as well uh, what what made you want to become a coach other than you know it was kind of what you meant to do as a Geneva church planter mm. <laughs> um, but what made you want to become a coach 
yeah, so I guess this is a little bit connected to uh, the Liam eight years ago. I probably thought I'm ready to coach from day one. Uh, I, I probably thought that. Um, but I wasn't asked for, for a little while. I thank you for not asking me then. It would have been terrible for whoever I coached. Um, but I was asked a couple of years in, a few years in, um, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I think, I think. Uh, and by that stage, I, it was, that was, I said, oh, okay, I, maybe, maybe I have grown a bit. Maybe I have got something to offer. But then reflecting on the value that coaching's uh, been for me, uh, it kind of seems like a no-brainer like when you've been given such a great gift mm. uh, that's been such a significant part. Uh, and there's people there who are, need coaching and there's not enough coaches to go around. You think, well, this will be... So as a motivator, that, that was huge for me. To go, yeah. yeah, I'd love to pass that on. Yeah, there's something about, there's something about co- when you're coaching others, there's that sort of accountability that, that happens. You know, just mm. like in a staff team, you know, when, you, when you're... Handing over resources, you've kind of got a mo- you got a model, and then you know do what you say. That when you're a solo guy or you're working mm. by yourself, you don't necessarily need to worry about it. So, so coaching kind of brings that other sort of accountability. There's a and real that learning came, relationship that came in later. So probably not as a motivator, but once I got into it, I'm so stimulated by my coaching mm. relationships. I I come out and often think, oh, this was great. Thanks, thanks for spending an hour <laughs> with me. Yeah, um, because as I'm working through issues with them or their questions, I'm going, wow, yeah, that's right, I need to tighten up on that, or I need to change a whole area, or I'm mm. challenged to do better, I'm encouraged. Um, so it's, yeah, and, and absolutely, it's the walk the talk. I can't be going, oh, yeah, you should do this, and then not do this. Yeah. yeah I, I, if, if I'm helping guide them through a thought, a, a helpful decision-making process, and they come to a conclusion, you're like, yeah, that is the thing I need to be doing. Yeah, so. mo- bit motivating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, mm. if you want to be an elite athlete, get Absolutely. a coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want to do better. Yeah. Uh, what's the one thing you want to say about coaching? I just think it makes us all better, and mm. and I don't think you can afford the time not to have a coach. Mm. Scott, what's in the toolbox? Well, if you would like a coach, uh, if you want to find out more about the coaching in the network, head to genevapush.com forward slash coach or head to uh, reachaustralia.com.au as well, uh, and you can find out more about the coaching that our network provides. Uh, For more from Liam, because you've just loved hearing Liam today, uh, (laughs) Liam did a great episode 134 about bivocational church planning. Uh, I think think we've called it cheapskate church planning as well, if you want to look for another resource, which is a cracker cracker resource as well. Uh, And then the final one is uh, a book that we use to train and equip our coaches is uh, Gospel Coach by Scott Thomas and Tom Wood. Really helpful uh, for you to use with your teams to get a simple coaching framework uh, for your teams because this is something that you can be using across the whole of church life. It's not just for the senior leader. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Liam. It's great to have you. Uh, we're delighted to announce that the Reach Australia Podcast Network is expanding. We've been running the one thing for a couple of years now, and in 2020, we launched the second podcast in the network, Reach Australia. And in 2021, we launched the Church Planning Australia podcast. Now we're adding our first honorary podcast network members, Homegrown Faith. Why don't you check out their podcast by typing in Homegrown Faith into your podcast app. That's all. I'm Madeline Galea. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat Chat soon. soon. Do like a hey, 
uh, we'd love you to send in questions. So if you're a long-time listener and you've got a question that you want us to answer uh, or an issue that you'd like us to tackle, send us in your questions.